Welcome to Arrow Devastation, a weekly Magic the Govern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Govern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neal. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Oh, I've had better weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I was at FNM. Yeah. Doing release, release day draft. Yeah, how was that? It was sweet. Um, I'm enjoying the format. Um, I think I, I guess I'll get onto that like properly in a bit later. But the format sweet. Drafted a Boros deck. Sweet. Went two one. Um, probably could have run my last round, but I got too excited by a barging sergeant and just cast <laughs> it when I definitely should have done. Shouldn't have done. So. <laughs> um, then after after them, um, went to the pub around the corner for a bit to hang out with some friends. Um, didn't drink anything because I was driving. Drove home and uh, about one in the morning. A taxi pulled out in front of me and I crashed into it. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's not good. So, no, considering I only crashed and wrote off my car three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was horrendous. Yeah, uh, you're not having the best luck with cars at the moment, are you? Nope. Uh, so yeah, three months ago I crashed my car. Then like, what, it was like a month ago? I just popped my tyre. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, crashed it on, I guess, Saturday morning. Um, but was, you know, called an ambulance. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Like, really glad you're okay. Like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I um, woke up to like a, a message from you at like half two in the morning or something, and it was just like <laughs> crash my car. <laughs> yeah, I sent loads of pictures. Of, like people, just a picture of like the front of smashed up front of my car with just like the word rip, <laughs> <laughs> which in hindsight probably wasn't the smartest thing. <laughs> um, but I'm fine. I'm just like bruised as hell, and like doing things really hurts. <clears throat> But like I'm alright, and uh, like it wasn't my fault. Um, so insurance is all sorted and stuff. But yeah, it sort of put a damper on the evening. Yeah, I bet. So I'm taking a few days off work, which has meant that I've just been playing arena nonstop. <laughs> it's a really good excuse for just jamming arena games. Yeah, hey, at least you've um, been playing some magic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like all I need as an excuse to play magic yeah. <laughs> is to really injure myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend that. But um, yeah, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm doing alright. I'll good. be I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Arena. Um, drafting on Arena is still one of my least favorite things to do ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I drafted, like I've drafted a couple of times on it, and I drafted a, like a five color deck. So I draft all the gates, draft all the best cards. Yeah, yeah. And it was like really slow and dirty, and just impossible to play on Arena. Like having to like hold priority and like do it manually and add the mana correctly. Yeah, oh, it's just it's just impossible to play. Um, and then. Drafted just a blue, black, good blue black deck because I just got past all the good cards, uh, and then that was also impossible to play because it was so slow and deadly. Uh, but if you just want to play constructed and just play like a beatdown deck, it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I bet I still haven't touched it for a little while. So obviously, I started one of the one of the sealed events from like the pre-release pack that I got, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm currently like six one in that and haven't haven't touched it since. Like, <laughs> all right. Sick bags again. Yeah. When you six one in it this time last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I like. Yeah, I, I want to sort of retract all my, not all of them, but like a lot of my criticisms that I had for Arena before. Sure. Like obviously it's it's open, open beta, so things still go wrong and things still crash, and when you start a game and then realise you really have to pee, uh, and then try and smash the cancel button, it won't work. Yeah. So you just have to start a game. Yeah, so I mean it's it's it is considerably better than it was you know when I was playing it 10 months ago I'll give it that mm-hmm. yeah well you'd hope so yeah <laughs> um, but yeah it's been it's been good like I've put like you know 
some money and quite a lot of time into it. Yeah. Yeah, like the deck building interface is still horrible. Yeah. But it's just like it's been, it's been good fun, and like people are starting to get like decent decks because like the first the first few times I was playing, it, I was just playing it, it's like absolute chaff. Like everyone was playing with just you know stuff they opened from the pre-constructed decks. Yeah. The people have actually got like shock lands and and like actual layers now. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. Uh, playing it, bad Nexus, like the fog deck on it. Good lord. Because <laughs> when you when you play in paper, you're like okay. You, you can sort of like have them quickly because you know yeah you can shortcut kind of, you can you, you both have a kind of an understanding of what's going on and you communicate yeah, with each you, other like manual dexterity and stuff like that yeah. but like with all, with all the stupid animations where it goes like like yeah it just takes so long and it's like okay so I'm still like 30% to win this at this point you know, like obviously like if I'm like less than 5% I'll just concede but it takes so much longer to do everything it's yeah, like okay yeah. I've got 30% out there like if they're with him like I could actually just like untap and beat them <laughs> but waiting for that to happen on arena is just so pointless. Yeah, I it kind of reminds me of the um, the old Shadowot combo in in Hearthstone, where they oh, had God. to like reduce the animation times because yeah. <laughs> it was just taking too long for, for anybody to have a game. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I've been just logging onto arena like when I've got like a spare half hour. Yeah, and that is not long enough. No, it's just not long enough. But like, even when I'm playing, like, so I've been I've built up like eighty five percent of Slesnia tokens. Yeah. Uh, it's really sweet. Marks of Multitudes is a busted magic card. Uh, <laughs> and Venerated Loxodon turns out a zero mana 4 4, but it's an anthem. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, but even like those, like playing that against like another aggro deck, it's just like really long to play. And any fairy deck is just obnoxious to play against. Like in terms of the time the time it takes to resolve anything because of all the animations. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've been playing a lot of it. Um, so, you know, sorry. I. Yeah, I, I think I have my opinion of it and it's going to take quite a lot for me to kind of change that um, it's like I've always said like it's fine for just jamming some like free to play magic mm-hmm. that's most likely all I'll use it for like if they do stick some older formats on there then yeah maybe like if they shut down magic online then yeah I guess I'll have to play there so oh god can you imagine playing against KCI in arena would be the worst thing in the world. They would have to make some considerable changes to the program before you could even do that because of the whole the whole timeout system and yeah, how that works. Like you just like you you just can't combo like yeah, something like KCI which can combo off turn two, turn three, turn four consistently, whatever. You just wouldn't have like the physical you just wouldn't have have the time to do it because yeah, by the time you've played like half of your spells it just times out and passes to your opponent. Yeah, like I mentioned it last week, but I like I've tried to cast uh, March the Multitudes for nine. Yeah. Um, and the way that that card works with Convoke is you have to you have to tap all your Convoke creatures. So you have to type in the, the value of X, and you have to tap all your creatures that you're convoking with. And then once you've tapped all your creatures, then it will auto tap your lands. Yeah. But I had one land up and eight creatures to tap, and because my computer was lagging a bit because it can't really support Arena that that well, um, I I got timed out and just lost the game because I couldn't physically like tap them quick enough because it tap instead of just you can't just like tap 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 and do them yeah. like you can on on, on magic online it tap stupid animation move them slightly so your cursor's in the wrong place <laughs> <clears throat> like tap it move it slightly like it's just uh um okay maybe i don't maybe i don't forgive everything from <laughs> <laughs> maybe i spoke to soon um anyway i've rambled on enough what have you uh how's your week been yeah, it's, yeah, it's been fine. I haven't really played a lot of Magic this week at all. I've been just consuming like a load of content, as always. 
uh, trying to like take in some standard deck dumps and mm. trying to do a bit of evaluation as far as that goes and uh, I'm kind of clueless on what I want to play I think my problem is I just want to play everything that's the thing that you like I you sort of che- I chose a deck like I mean if if an actual decent green white deck is viable yeah. in standard I'm obviously going to play it yeah but then like all these deck dumps you see like a sweet like the the experimental frenzy deck is nonsense yeah like mono red future site is great <laughs> um, there's a lot of like green black decks that are grindy that look sweet um, there's some control decks that I think are bad but look really cool yeah um, like there's so much fun stuff going on in standard at the moment yeah I, I think it's really cool um, I guess that's just been my problem really just seeing all of these lists that are like 5 million events and mm-hmm. it's like uh, you kind of just want to play pretty much everything like you know, I really like the look of the, the Grixis lists yeah. um, like I absolutely love like the blue black like Demir lists uh, mm-hmm. when you're playing like Doom Whisperer and Dream Eater yeah, um, but I, I just don't think they're quite there yet. Or like even even going to be good enough like against like the red decks. Yep. But I just love like Thief of Sanity as a card. Like that's something I really want to play. Yeah, that card's really the sweet. idea of that card is just right up my alley. So I think I've just just kind of settled on. I'm going to play that like mono blue deck for a little while, just because it's that cheap and at least at least I can play something and get a feel for the the meta, my local meta, and then yeah. can make my decision from there. I've definitely lost to it. It's, I mean, it, yeah, it was good enough to like top eight at Star City event at the weekend. So you know, mm-hmm. um, why the hell is Siren Storm Tamer Siren Storm Tamer five bucks? I would assume just because of this this deck. But I mean, the rares in it, like, there's a it cost uh, considerably less. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Siren Storm Tamer is from Ixalan. Yeah. It's an uncommon. Yeah. And it costs about five bucks, and. Warcraft Marauders from Rival of the Clan is rare yeah. <laughs> and costs like a third of that. Yeah, I have no idea why that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure exactly. I think I don't know. Like, if I had to assume, it would be because like that's probably the kind of like price that card should be at anyway. And you could, I guess you can compare it to something like something like Fatal Push. Like it was a card that held like a decent price in standard. Uh, for as long as it was in standard, um, and that was an uncommon as well. Sure, but it's like it's com- it's certainly not as good as Fatal Push, and doesn't see the sort of cross format play that that did. Uh, I I don't know, like maybe there was just like a lot less Ixalan opened. I know, yeah. like it was a thing in that kind of jokey pirate stompy legacy deck thing for a while, but uh, God. That better not be the reason. No, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's because of that. Uh, I think. I think it is just because of, like people want to pick up this deck for whatever events they're doing, like for their F and M's, and you know, a lot of vendors will have a fair amount of copies of this card in stock. And if you know, they see that the card's in demand, they'll just, just stick the prices up a bit. Yeah, that's true. I think it's probably. But it's always just been that. like. It's always been like at least a dollar. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Yeah, it's a very good card. Yeah, like yeah. Since it's released, it's never gone lower than. Uh, like at least seventy five cents. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, it's it's just one of those kind of good under the radar cards. I, I think finally people are kind of catching on to it and seeing just you know there's a lot of potential in that card. Sure, I can move it. But yeah, outside of like just consuming you know like just standard lists and old school content, uh, I've played a couple of vintage leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. a very very strange thing happened in one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was uh, one I was playing it on Sunday. I kind of 
decided I'd just have like a really nice, lazy, relaxed day on Sunday and just stayed in and played vintage and Sweet. baked some cakes, which was, which was quite nice. That's not something That's I've done really for good. a very long time. So it was just really, had a really nice day. Mm-hmm. But in the air, this round one of the vintage league I played that day was uh, playing against an opponent playing a mono black Phyrexian Obliterator deck. Cool, that seems horrible. Was uh, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not something I'd, I'd encountered in vintage before. So they mm-hmm. went like turn one, Swamp Jet, Ritual, Obliterator, go. And I was like, all right, okay. So I ended up, I played like a like Voltaic Key and some more artifacts and a Clarion Academy on turn one and tinkered for a time vault. At which mm-hmm. point my opponent typed in all capital letters yawn play a real deck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was very confused (laughs) I mean that is a real vintage deck you're playing just like power literally playing like a paradoxical outcome deck yeah (laughs) it's just yeah like literally playing the best deck in the format yeah and like playing loads of restricted cards just the point of vintage so (laughs) okay yeah cool like it was just really confusing, like to come from like a player in a vintage league as well. Like I didn't, I didn't yeah. expect that from like you know like whatever, like any of like the like the free play queues, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I played, you know, I played a free play queue, but I played like a free play event that was just ended up playing as like an Atok fling, fling deck, <laughs> like you know those kind of silly things. Like I didn't yeah, expect yeah. it from like any of those players, but you you've entered a vintage league, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yes, but like, you want to play proper magic. It, yeah, like it, it. I just don't understand. Really don't understand. Don't play magic as Garfield intended. Yeah. Total fraction of What's like more real magic than that? <laughs> it's like they're also doing nonsense. That's the thing I don't understand. They're also like, you know, dark grit into a turn one quad black creature. Yeah. I mean, that's not the format for it because, I mean, people are just going to come out without ever attacking you. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. But. Yeah, like they're also doing some shades of nonsense. So yeah, we wonder why they're so upset with you for like doing the vintage things. Yeah, I know it was just very, very odd. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I won that one. Needless to say, yeah, Yeah. I assumed. Yeah, it was just it was just so strange. I saw that like they played like just played a swamp like first thing, and I was like, all right, here comes the thoughts. Used to take the tinker in my hand, so obviously I'm not going to win next turn. And they don't. They just go dark ritual, and I'm like, oh. Okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then it's a Phyrexian obliterator. <laughs> sure. Yeah, seems. I mean, that's an unplayable card. Sure. Yeah. I someone... would not play that in any format. I mean, you can you can play it in some formats. It's probably fine, but I'd probably play it in a mono black EDH deck. Yeah, I probably wouldn't register it in a vintage league. <laughs> probably not <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I think that's an understatement yeah that's pretty much as as eventful as my week has been as far as magic goes um, just tried to do some sort of a little bit of housekeeping stuff for myself as well like sort out some cards in my collection uh, I'm running a really cool old school sealed event soon as well so I've been sorting out the event for that making sure everybody's down and on board with all the details for that yeah it's been fun Sweet. I've just been playing a whole lot of magic which is weird yeah it's pretty cool though yeah um, yeah, Girls Around Draft is pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, I still haven't done one. Do you? Don't yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just kind of struggling to get on board with like current current magic. I think yeah. it's because I'm such like a such a kick for the old stuff at the moment. Like mm-hmm. anything new, although it's cool. Like Ravnica is a really cool set. Yep. Like the limited format that I played at pre-release was really cool. I am looking forward to doing a draft. I just just haven't got around to doing one yet. Yeah, it's a it's a really strange format. So like, so is it and Demir are really good. Yeah. 
Boros is good. Uh, Selesnya is mediocre if you have the literal nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there isn't a serviceable Golgari deck that you can possibly draft. <laughs> um, unless you get like, even like Assassin's Trophy, like isn't great. Like um, the format, the format's really, it's really grindy. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like yeah. I played a Boros mirror that took half an hour. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like all the Demir decks and the other decks are just like they just take forever. And like milling out, milling yourself out is a is a genuine a genuine problem. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> just just surveil the crap out of yourself. And, oh dear, I've got no cards. Because <laughs> that was the problem that I, like I had. I drafted like all the best Demir cards. And, oh dear, I don't have a win condition. <laughs> um, and I had to double splash a Nullhide Pharox. <laughs> <laughs> that was my only win condition. It was truly awful. I mean, I thought you should, you should, you, you love drafting. You should draft it. It's really good. Yeah, I do love drafting. I, I do. I just need to get around to doing it. I'll probably do one this week at some point. I think. Don't do it on Arena. That's my one piece of advice. Oh no, I probably won't be it's... doing anything on Arena this week. Hey, it's yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably correct. Cool. So, what we were going to talk about this week uh, was some of the really cool announcements that we had at the end of last week, and one really uncool announcement. Yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> the correct term for it. I think. So yeah, for for a while now, they've there's been a fair amount of concerns within the within like the competitive Magic scene. I mean, mostly it has been about like the the PPTQ seasons recently, like the, the current one and the previous one. It was just starting to get really strange the fact that like kind of nothing was being like updated on like the Wizards of the Coast website like there was leaving it sort of really short between like the sanction windows and like the dates of the event like kind of nothing was really being announced so mm-hmm. a couple of people were suspecting that oh maybe they were going to like shake up the, the old PPTQ system mm-hmm. and uh, they yeah they finally got an announcement about a fortnight ago now they said uh, it's going to be the 4th of October here yeah, they were going to announce there that they were going to do a a live stream to talk about the changes to competitive play for the, the next year yeah yeah it was uh, it was quite a big announcement did you did you watch the actual stream I did yeah I did watch the actual really? stream yeah so it was, you put yourself through that That's, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was uh, it streamed at like 4pm or something whatever the time it was, it was like in the UK so it wasn't so bad so just managed to like just put it on at work like while I was pretending to do work <laughs> no one from your job hears this um yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out it's fine sure sure <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so yeah I managed to listen to the whole thing and they uh they made some interesting announcements mm. I guess we'll we'll briefly run through them and then we'll we'll go through them in a bit more in depth individually mm-hmm. so yeah first up uh Grand Prix are now called Magic Fest. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. We need to move on quickly before I explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be like a, a more of a sort of celebration of magic um, rather than just having like your your GP main event and you're there just to kind of like play this competitive thing. I think because because of like, you know, the trend that we'd seen where GP main event attendances were dropping, people were speculating yeah. that GP attendances were going down. Like I, I don't believe that's the case. I, I, I think this is one where I like fully agree with Wizards of the Coast that like well, Grand, Grand Prix attendances were like have been growing, but it's just the amount of people playing in the main events declining. So yeah. the data we're looking at is, you know, we're seeing stuff like GP Mexico that happened this weekend that had like less than five hundred players in the main event. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's weird. But that doesn't like, say anything about like the amount of people that were playing at side events. It doesn't say you know who turned up for cosplay, who turned up to meet artists, who turned up to just to like jam commander with their friends and like browse the singles. Mm-hmm. Which is what I normally do. Yeah. So can yeah. We just, can we take a moment to appreciate that we're agreeing with something that Watsy have said? <laughs> yeah, That's it's a strange feeling. I feel like it's very rare that happens nowadays, but yeah, I <laughs> I am fully with them on on this one. Like I I do believe that like Grand Prix are growing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just you you don't really have any incentive to play in the main event, so it's nice to see them kind of challenging that, and rather than just going, oh well, we're gonna announce like a fixed price for the event and then maybe we'll stick you know like a, a couple more thousand dollars in for the prize which is something that they absolutely should do anyway rather mm. than like just do that they've gone oh well we're clearly we're seeing a downtick in this aspect of the event but we're seeing far more people getting involved in all the other areas of the event so let's focus on that and let's just make this a big celebration rather than like just you know a big tournament mm-hmm which I think is cool. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we've it's been speaking that way for a while, right? Like we, we've said it when we've talked about GPs before. Like they are just like magic con, right? Yeah, totally. And there, there happens to be a big tournament that you sort of like care about a bit when they make announcements about it, but you can't just go there and not pay attention to it whatsoever. So it's yeah. it makes sense that they're acknowledging it, <clears throat> acknowledging that side of, of the Grand Prix. Yeah, totally. Another cool thing they announced to go along with the Grand Prix is that the the strange structure of the Pro Tours now. So they announced like the Pro Tour schedule like a couple of weeks back and mm-hmm. there were like six Pro Tours, which we thought that's quite strange given that we usually have like four in a year. Yep. Uh, so the Pro Tours will now be taking place at Magic Fest. Yep. So they announced a big list of them and each each of the Pro Tours on the list that were highlighted with the, the mythic orange colour is one where a Pro Tour will be taking place there. Woo-hoo. Yeah, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something they should have they should have considered doing a while ago. Yeah, definitely. Like I think you know, Pro Tour, as much as it is the professional tour, it is also the promotional tour at the same time. Uh, Mario said on on Twitter, it's officially the, uh, the professional tour, not the promotional tour. Yeah, I mean, well, he said it was like it's the Pro Tour stands, you know, the Pro and Pro Tour stands for professional, but it can be both. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so I think it's cool just to see them sort of embrace that promo side of things and use their big events where they have like lots of people attending anyway to, you know, even like draw even more attendance and turn it into more of a, of a fest as such, more of a celebration, because now it's like, you know, you'd go to GPs as they are currently or GPs in the past and you might get like, a handful of pros, like especially like the ones in like the UK, like you might get a handful of pros from Europe turning up, or mm-hmm. maybe like Star City's flown in a bunch of their their pros to do like spell slinging, so they're also playing in the main event while they're here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you wouldn't necessarily get that many, yeah. and now you get like the pro tours at your event. So Magic Fest London, for example, we know that Pro Tour London is going to be taking place there. Yep. So now it's just like. Yeah, you can go and play in your main event, you can go and hang out, whatever, but at the same time, you've also got the Pro Tour taking place at the event, so you can go and, like, see all of the pros in action. I'm sure, like, if anybody wants to get any cards signed or, like, meet any of the pros or whatever, like, everybody will be there. I think that's really cool. That's something I'm really looking forward to. I mean, it's something we've said a couple of weeks ago, like, they're sort of a... 
a disparity between like regular Magic players and the pros. Yeah, absolutely. And, like getting them like all in one building and being able to like that have them like properly intermingle. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it very very rarely happens. Like yeah. especially yeah, considering these are the people that you're you're paying to play this at a competitive level to promote your your game and help grow mm-hmm. and you know a lot of them do a very good job at that online but yeah very you know very rarely do you get a sort of mixing of the competitive and casual crowd like that mm-hmm. so i think that's something that they is an absolutely fantastic change for the best absolutely yeah so kind of to go along with the proto announcements uh, they also announced an announcement that the uh, the proto formats will be announced later on <coughs> which mm-hmm. is well, it was Something that I don't know. I, I one of the things that I did find a little bit infuriating from their their announcement was that it was it was a bit lacking of information in some places. That's um, like typical Watsy for you, right? Yeah, like they were, so they they've announced like the schedule of a bunch of the Magic Fests for next year, mm-hmm. but they've only announced the format for like the first quarter. Yep. And then they've said like in January they're going to announce like the format for the second quarter. Then so you assume in like March or something, you'll they'll announce the schedule for the third quarter, and I, I really don't like that way of doing it. Mm, no, I'd rather just have it all in one go. Yeah, I'd rather just just know what I'm potentially going to have to like take off time, take time off work for, and like you know book a schedule around like well That's in advance. Funny. Yeah, like I've got to like book time off to do tournaments, and I don't want to like book off for a GP because I might want to play it, and then it turns out that it's like a format that I don't want to play or like yeah. I'm not interested in like I'll like so I'd make sure I get to a legacy like GP and stuff um, but like you know not for limited really yeah and it's just a yeah it's annoying I just want to know things ahead of time so I can some of us have like real jobs where we have to plan ahead yeah exactly so yeah it's sort of annoying yeah uh, so as well as the the GPs or Magic Fest, as they're now called, uh, they oh. announced that change to the the uh, PPTQ system. That we mm-hmm. were, we were all Good. waiting for. Like we knew something was going to happen, um, and yeah, they've pretty much kind of just reverted to the old style of PTQs. So PPTQs are gone. So after this this season, which is the current one, is the last one. After that, they're all gone, uh, and. For Pro Tour Dallas and beyond, the qualification system is going to change, and the new format is now something like the old PTQ system, except there yeah. are a couple of twists. So they are they are going to have qualifying events like PTQs. Uh, they're going to have uh, open qualifiers, uh, which will be held at Magic Fests where anyone can play. Uh, pretty much just the same as Sunday PTQs are at GPs, mm-hmm. uh, except with Magic Fests they will have one of the one of them on every day of the fest. So your Magic Fest is going to last sort of three to four days in most cases. Mm-hmm. So there'll be sort of three to four Pro Tour qualifiers at least, which is really cool. I think it's kind of yep. cool that rather than just, you know, like one or two people or whatever going from the, the PTQ, yep. uh, you're now going to get, you know, at least one person every day. Yeah, that's really cool. So it's going to make it a little bit easier for some to, to qualify for the Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the downside, I think, with the qualifiers at Magic Fests, uh, if you win 
Pro Tour qualification at Magic Fest, you qualify for the Pro Tour in for the next Pro Tour in that region. So is that the, the Pro Tour that the GP feeds, right? Like sort of how it works. No, not really. Oh, it's just the, so just it's like just, the, it's just the next one in in that region. So for example, if you were to go to the Magic Fest, uh, Magic Fest London, uh, and you win qualification for the Pro Tour through Magic Fest London, yep. the Pro Tour that you'll be qualified for will be the next Pro Tour in Europe, which might not necessarily right. be the next Pro Tour. Right. Okay. And there are far less happening in Europe, right? Uh, quite possibly. Oh, I would assume. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in 2019, we've got the six. We've got Cleveland, we've got London, we've got Dallas, Fort Worth, and we've got Barcelona, we've got Richmond, and we've got Brisbane. So if you won a Pro Tour qualification at uh, Magic Fest London next year, in April, uh, that wouldn't qualify you for the Pro Tour Dallas in June. It would qualify you for Pro Tour Barcelona in, in July. Okay, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think that is the the worst thing about the announcements, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't seem great. No, I I just think it's really odd. The whole tagline of the Pro Tour originally was like, you know, play the game, see the world. Yeah. This kind of completely goes against that because you only get to see your you know immediate geographic location. Uh, and it's uh, it's still preferential of people in the states, right? Quite probably. I mean, I, th- I think obviously the qualification system it's in itself will be, but yeah, like even then, like if you let's say you win a pro tour qualification at GP Cleveland, you won't qualify for London for pro tour London. You would qualify for Dallas or Richmond. Sure. This whole system seems very strange it's, to me. It's very, very hard, yeah. yeah. It's alright, I'm never going to qualify for Pro Tour. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you, I mean, you never know. It's, allegedly, it's easier now. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a sort of a stinker and a like announcement of actual good stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than the open qualifiers, uh, there are also going to be some invite-only qualifiers. Quite interesting. So they, again, play pretty much just the same as the old PTQs, except be a difference you'll need to meet some sort of minimum requirements to play at them uh, which they haven't actually announced yet that's something that they are going to announce in the future they've said great <laughs> uh, it may or may not be something like a planeswalker point threshold or some sort of pro to uh, like pro level threshold like there might be like you know bronze only like qualification events or, or something sure uh, or you might have something similar to nationals, where like you need a minimum of three hundred planeswalker points to attend. I would I would assume it'd be like nationals, but I mean, why would you why would you include this in the announcement if you haven't finalised it yet? I'm not sure. It's that's what I don't understand. It's very so. odd, and I think that's the the one that's going to get into me a bit is if it is some sort of like planeswalker points threshold, then that's something that they're probably going to have to adjust for each country because obviously the mm-hmm. amount of events that allow planeswalker point multipliers in in various countries across the world like really differs so they do that for nationals currently like they have like different levels so, like in america you need like 500 planeswalker points to qualify for nationals uh in england you need 300 points to qualify for nationals i think in other mm-hmm. places you need like even less than that yeah uh, but how are you meant to get those planeswalker points if they've gotten rid of pptqs that had a large planeswalker point multiplier just play loads of FNMs, right? Uh, I mean, you don't get a multiplier for FNMs. Yeah, but you just have to play loads of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think you can just about qualify for nationals off 
FNMs, but you have to play like pretty much every week. Yeah, you you could you would have to play every single week uh, at an FNM to qualify for nationals and go like at least two one. Uh, obviously, you can play in standard showdowns because you get multiple. You get two times multiplier on your planeswalker points for that. Yeah, I mean it's not great for people that can't do that, or like people that can't go to FNM every week. People yeah. that you know works on Saturdays or like you know don't have a load of free time like during the week or at weekend. Like yeah, and I mean even problems. then, like that's just for England. Like if you if you went two one in FNM every single Friday in a year, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get enough points if you lived in America to qualify for American nationals. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Then again, I so like... yeah, so like you, you need these, you know, you need these, these PPTQs, you need these like, you know, PTQs events like that to award these these sort of large multipliers. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see how the system plays out, I guess. We will, yeah. So I mean, I'm really hoping they do announce it soon. That's something I'm quite, quite interested in. Uh, and then yep. a another one which is is sort of new. They've said is uh, professional events. So best-in-class WPN stores and professional tournament organisers uh, will be able to organise events or a series of events culminating in a final which award Pro Tour slots. Mm-hmm. So this That's would be... Yeah, so I think this would be obviously something like your, like your Star City Games Tour, mm-hmm. which uh, I think seems like an absolute no-brainer, like the fact that they'll be announced, they'll be adding like Pro Tour qualification uh, sort of prizes onto that. Yep. Uh, and then it just means that, like you know, some of the the best event organisers that you have in in your region should be able to ho- host some sort of large event that'll qualify you for the pro tour. So I mean, hopefully we'll see like like Axion get one in the UK or like Magic Madhouse or something. Yeah. And yeah, that would be cool. It kind of be like a like a second nationals, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Again, this was one where they've said there's going to be more details about those in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wish they'd stop doing that. Yeah, me too. Just if you're going to make an announcement, announce it. Like this is the thing; it's like not, not like announce everything, but stop like alluding to random announcements <laughs> in the future at an indeterminate time. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even like oh yeah, we're going to announce this, you know, in December. It's like we're going to announce this at some point. Yeah, cool. it's uh, yeah. I wish I they would. I wish they would. They just would have like just told us everything. Mm-hmm. Or at least like got it all together and then told us it all at the same time, or told us just told us the bits they know, like rather than going, oh, then this this is going to happen, but we don't know about this yet. But then we'll announce this later, and it's like, well, just tell us about the GPs and then tell us about the rest in another video once you've when you of, when yeah. you know everything, yeah. And please make the video not as boring this time. <laughs> half an hour, like half an hour of like jazzed up nonsense to tell tell us something you could have done in like five minutes I don't know I I, th- I thought it was quite interesting because like, there were there was a lot of things to cover mm-hmm. yeah that's true I mean they could have just put out a statement right yeah they could have and I mean they did put out an article to go along with it which pretty much just mm. recaps everything in the video but uh, <laughs> they just that? yeah my issue is, is is again like it just leaves like so many unanswered questions mm-hmm. I mean we're just rehashing the episode from two weeks ago again, right? <laughs> Quite <laughs> like possibly. We now on. Just us saying, uh, what, what's he done wrong this week? Yeah. I mean, no, this is largely better. I yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of positive changes to come from these announcements. Mm-hmm, uh, I like the idea of, like, six Pro Tours. I don't quite understand how, like, the seasons are going to work, because obviously Pro Tours were tied to set releases. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to be tied to set releases anymore, or will they be tied to 
like the main set releases and then we'll get one per supplementary set as well yeah like proto modern masters yeah which like that was the other thing like given like the the magic fest schedule they released as well mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of modern events modern magic fests happening in march Convenient. If I had to speculate at this point, I would I would say we're probably going to get another Modern Masters in March. Woohoo! More time goes for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe like Pro Tour Dallas Fort Worth is going to be some sort of like Modern Pro Tour to tie into that, or some sort of Modern Masters Limited Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sweet. Which would be cool. Uh, and then I assume whatever supplementary set we're getting at the end of next year will feed into a pro tour around then as well mm-hmm. who knows to be honest I just, I just wish they would tell us these things yeah but to save idiots like us Mark speculating yeah <laughs> sure um. yeah they've, they've just said you know obviously there's a lot of changes coming forward 2019 but at the same time 2019 is also going to be like a like a you know a big year of change like a big transitional year uh, leading up to a more competitive gaming structure that said it's going to look very different come 2020 Great. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what the the future has to hold? So why should we care about this announcement? <laughs> uh, I guess because it's 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 kind of a I guess as a counterpoint to some of the things we've seen recently. Like for example, like like Jerry Thompson's world protest, where we saw like a li- you know a list of like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if a list of demands is the right thing. Like like a manifesto, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like all of these changes that need to happen, and it's it's nice to see that, at the very least, they are trying to think about these things. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think this has necessarily come directly from, you know, from Jerry's statements, but it's it is it's just nice to see that they care. I feel like very recently, we've said it numerous times now. Like it, it just feels like they don't really care about a lot of their invested players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that sounds that's been true for a while. Yeah, so I think that although there is, you know, quite a few things in there which are obviously directed toward the more sort of casual players and you know trying to get some new players, I think the whole sort of rework of a, a system that competitive players have been complaining about for a long time is, is something that's been a long time coming. To be honest, I think, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, have you got anything else to touch on before I start moaning? <laughs> I think I'm done. You can tell us all about Magic Fest now. Why is it called Magic Fest? It's the stupidest name I've ever heard for anything. Yeah, Magic Fest is. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> it's it, the name is, isn't great to be honest. Uh, it's awful. It just sounds silly. I, I do personally think it's it's kind of the best of a bad bunch. Like, I feel like they could have called like if they'd called it like Magic Con or something, mm-hmm. or like better. you know, the Gathering or something like yeah. The Gathering would have been sweet. I mean, I feel like they probably can't call it the Gathering because there is there is only one Gathering, and that is that's <laughs> you know, probably better than any Magic Gathering could ever be. To be honest, just a load of jugglers just walking around like a Magic tournament. Yeah, <laughs> that would be horrible. I mean, um, it happens anyway. We just <laughs> we're, yeah, we're just we're just there. We're just lurking. <laughs> uh, this is where you start talking about insane clown party for like half an hour. Uh, I mean, I'm always down to clown. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, sorry, I found something more embarrassing than Magic Fest. <laughs> you saying the words, I'm always down to clown. <laughs> um, I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry, I need to move on from that quite rapidly before I lose my mind. Um, the because, like, on the actual CFB like events website, yeah, 
It says put the gathering back in magic. Yeah. Yeah. Just call it the, just call it the gathering. Well, they're going to get sued by a bunch of like dweebs and clown makeup. Hey, I mean, one of them tried to drop kick Fred Durst at the weekend and failed. So you know, <laughs> who knows what they're what they're up for? <laughs> I drop kick Fred Durst. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he just like a massive tool? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Or is he like secretly a nice guy somehow? I I don't know to be honest. No. Okay. Cool. So last week we started the Simpsons podcast. <laughs> this week we started an insane clown party podcast. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I'm down. <laughs> but most definitely not too clown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just think this name's horrible. Like it's, it sounds embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's. it's uh, yeah. It sounds Sorry. stupid. Like, I, what, what are you doing at the weekend? I'm going to Magic Fest. So it just sounds like. Oh, it sounds so dumb. I think it's it's one of those names where it's going to be a lot easier to convey what the event is to people who don't know or play Magic. Sure, I mean it's that um, rather event. than going, oh, what you know, what are you doing at the weekend? Oh, I'm going to you know Grand Prix Birmingham. They immediately think like, oh, like like cars racing, like. Yeah, sure, but I mean, if you say Magic Fest, they think that you're like putting rabbits out of hats, right? Which is the other issue. Yes, that's an issue that I've very expertly segued into. Yeah, you have. That was a good segue there. Uh, yeah, something which, I mean, who knows whether something or not will come of it. Um, but Edinburgh International Magic Festival yeah. have been aggressively adding people on Twitter. <laughs> it's been very funny. It's been, watch. it is, it's one of those things that is, is really, really bizarre and also absolutely <laughs> hilarious at the same time. Yeah, it's really good. See, Saffron Olive was, was going on about the name Magic Fest quite a lot and sort of mm-hmm. tweeting about, the, about it a lot since the announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was an at Saffron Olive from Edinburgh International Magic Festival or the account at Magic Fest yep. uh, saying that they were a bit concerned about the name of Saffron Olive's event, Magic <coughs> Fest. Uh, would like yep. to know who they could speak to privately uh, about discussing the, the change of the name going forward. Uh, yeah, Saffron Olive, uh, you know, runs magic events. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he is the progenitor of the of the magic fest. It, uh, I mean, it kind of says for me about the the state of the of the product, really, or the state of Wizards of the Coast. The <laughs> fact that a, a popular streamer and content creator gets you know held up as 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 the person representing the game rather than the people that make the game. Yeah, <laughs> like couldn't find the actual people on Twitter, so yeah. they'll just. They just assume that the first person talking loads about it actually works for Watsu. Yeah, so yeah, rather than a... I mean, Saffron Olive quite nicely and helpfully pointed them in the uh, the correct direction, and then we got a at Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> just the same, the same Pretty much the same thing, at, but yeah, at Hasbro. Hasbro saying oh. that, obviously... They, I don't know, it, it seems to be like they kind of want to issue them a cease and desist about the name. So, so we'll good. we'll see if, if that does transition into anything um i mean if that happens i will firmly be in edinburgh magic fest corner like 100 percent. yeah that'd be amazing i'm I'm quite interested in in actually going to edinburgh magic fest now that sounds sweet like i mean yeah to be fair i just want like hasbro's lawyers to have to have a conversation with a bunch of like pissed off scottish magicians (laughs) that would be incredibly entertaining yeah i mean it also kind of says I think I think it talks spades really about the fact that like uh, Wizards of the Coast don't own the the Twitter account at Magic Fest. Yep. Like Well they're gonna have to have like at NTG Fest or something. Yeah, at Wizards Magic Fest. Just makes it worse and worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Like could could like did they not just like Google Magic Fest to see who 
like to see if it's a thing already. Yeah, or like, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's like they can't they can't call Elder Dragon Highlander Elder Dragon Highlander because because the, yeah because they don't want to because they don't want to yeah they want to own the rights to it. Yeah, like they want to own the rights to Commander. Yeah. Sure. They didn't even check if Magic Fest was a thing. When, yeah. when you think about it, of course it is. Like, <laughs> obviously, something in the world already is called Magic Fest. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not even Magic the Gathering Fest. It's Magic Fest. Oh, God damn it! I, it's so awful. M- Magic Con, you know, like um, Star City Games have been running SCG Con. Yeah, like that's that's fine. Just call it that, MTG Con. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's pro- that is probably fine to be honest. I was gonna say like, what would you suggest instead? But like, yeah, MTG Con is magic, probably fine. Magic Con, and you use the same C for Magic and Con. Yeah, I don't like that personally. No, I mean it's more hip and cool than Magic Fest. Yeah, I mean uh, the one that I was thinking is like, you know, they're they're attempting to rip off Hearthstone in every other way. So why not just call your event WizCon? There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, some uh, serious shots being fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they have literally copied everything that Hearthstone have done for the last like two years. So why not just copy their uh, their names for their for their events? Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. I don't. I mean, I, to be fair, I still don't really understand the rationale behind getting rid of like just calling the whole event Grand Prix. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah, I, it, I, 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 yeah, I, I think that is is due to the fact that you talk to somebody who doesn't know what magic is. If you say you're going to a Grand Prix, they'll they'll assume it's some sort of like sporting event or something. Sure, Especially if you say, like, say. oh, I'm going to a convention, like, if I'm going to, like, yeah, like, these students are, like, like, Magic Fest, and they'll probably think, like, oh, it's going to be some festival celebrating magic, like, probably not the magic that they're thinking about at that time. Yeah. But at least, at least it's a little bit closer to the Grand Prix. So if you say, I'm going to a Grand Prix, they'll think you're talking about sports, whereas if you say, I'm going to Magic Fest, they'll firmly think that you're a massive nerd. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Is it because, like, you know, new players who, uh, you know, playing loads of arena won't understand... Like, we'll think a Grand Prix is, like, a a big, scary tournament for professional Magic players. Like, so yeah. they Magic it's like, anyone can go. I, I think that's it. I think they kind of want to move away from the, the whole, you know, you go to a Grand Prix to enter the, the main event, that whole, mm-hmm. the whole kind of thing, really. You move it away from, like, a big tournament setting into a big kind of I guess just to kind of re- rebrand it really to what these events already are sure yeah that's the thing I think they've been like becoming magic fests as much as I hate the word yeah um, for a while like, it's just we, we talked about it at length just like okay you just go back day one and then you just go play commander and get some card signed and buy some sweet foils yeah definitely like, like that's, I, what, that's what GPs are for so. yeah definitely I, like, I did a GP where I didn't I didn't play any magic apart from chaos draft all weekend like yeah exactly um, so I guess like oh, a festival of ma- I honestly think magic festival would have been less embarrassing yeah, and there's something probably. about the word fest that just, that just triggers something inside of me that makes me feel horrible well, for me like I don't know like for me fest is just like the music festival that happens on Halloween weekend in Florida every single year Jesus Christ we've got some niche references in this episode yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if, if anybody if anybody else gets that reference like please follow me on twitter please like let's be friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean we're not allowed to be friends because when you first like you, you sent me that in a message i was like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and I, felt, I felt a little bit of our friendship die like, what, so, somebody mentioned it on twitter so, yeah, again like somebody i follow on twitter mentioned it and i was like whoa you play you who are you you play magic <laughs> you just mentioned the fest yes we i think their, their tweet was something like 
Yeah, magic. Yeah, something like Fest. It, yeah, pretty much what I said there about like Fest happening in in Gainesville, Florida on Halloween weekend. Sure. And it was like shout out to the five people in the world that might get this, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> hello. But it's a very niche circle. Yeah, interest. absolutely. People that like magic and people that know whatever the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we've, we've got the, the gathering. <laughs> The gathering, and then then the punk rock gathering, yeah. Which yeah, is okay. what fest is usually is is I guess referred to sometimes. Sweet, I mean, yeah. This whole this whole announcement has been sunnied by Magic Fest. It just seems that when they try and like, I don't know what's it when I'm sure that Watsy is like actually run by a bunch of seventy year olds. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen when they tried to put out a meme? Yeah. God, they're just awful. I mean, sometimes they're okay. Like, I really like that, um, the Hour Devastation one, which was all, which like, was all of the gods that were like, oh, thank you for defending, not you, in the picture of Bonte. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, like, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was really good, but I... Was that actually made by Watsu? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. But that, that, that was by far the best one that I've, I've seen them do ever. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that was just a good meme format. Yeah. Like, I think, you know... I think we've got memes to thank for that rather than what's it. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So I guess tune in next week for our meme podcast. <laughs> I would definitely start a meme podcast. <laughs> that would be so good. It sounds like a good way to get your DCI number banned. Really? <laughs> what? Making memes? Oh yeah. I'm not European. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get banned from making memes. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I've just depressed myself <laughs> by talking about the EU and memes. Uh, um, but yeah, this, this announcement has been generally sweet. If we, if I try and you know salvage some semblance of coherent, yeah, mind. I think it has been. I think it's it, it's all in all seriousness. I think I think it is a really good positive step forward for the world of competitive magic. Absolutely. I think one of the things that they they talked about in these the stream was they you know, they, they talked about esports and they talked about you know pretty much what they have been doing but not saying for the past like a long time now that they they really do want to sort of break into that that esports market like they really do want to capture some of the the cool awesome things that happen at those events at those you know that whole kind of world Mm -hmm. i feel like if if they can pull it off and do it right i think it'll be absolutely fantastic for the game i just I just you know, there's always a bit of anticipation that it's they're just not going to do it right. Yeah, I mean, for all the smack talk, smack talk that I give Watsi, like I sincerely hope that they succeed. Yeah, same, absolutely, absolutely, because it's it's only good for the game, and that's all I want. Like, I only want Magic to go from strength to strength, but you know, uh, we'll have to see what happens. But yeah. these changes look good, and I'm still gonna like giggle every time I hear Magic Fest. <laughs> This sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, you take a look at like some of like the massive esports events, and you get like you know whole full like arenas full of people. You get like you know special guests like DJ Khaled. You know, imagine like rocking up at Magic Fest, and there's like you know, DJ Khaled doing shout outs to like you know a, a mild response from the crowd. <laughs> um, that okay, could be we, us. We can. T- <laughs> We can talk about this off air, but I definitely do not want DJ Khaled anywhere near me. <laughs> he is the absolute worst. <laughs> and that is all I will say on that matter while I'm recording, because otherwise I will start swearing. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, sure, someone of DJ Khaled's calibre. Yeah. DJ Khaled-ber, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's Jesus. good, that's good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they could do that. They could actually make it. I mean, they could go. Oh, what was his name? The, the guy that they did the announcement with. Oh, Danny Trejo. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get him to do stuff. I yeah. definitely take a shout out from him. Yeah, an actual murderer, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, definitely go meet him in the place of murder. <laughs> oh, man. God, this is just such quality, quality podcasting. Yeah. But, That's what no. I think we do every week. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like all in all, it is a, it's definitely a, a sign of some positive change. I wish we had some real clear information on on just what is going on in protocol qualification. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to know, like how. I mean, yeah, to honest, yeah, that like I would like to know how I would like to how I could qualify for the pro tour next year because really, like, I still don't really know. I kind oh. of vaguely know how I can but mm-hmm. I don't really know kind of the specifics of how I'm going to make that happen yeah I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because it's not really my intention to qualify for Pro Tour anymore yeah I mean I I am feeling, I am feeling very differently about that at least I have done very recently have, have felt very differently about that about whether I mm-hmm. even want to nowadays I mean, I've got car insurance to pay for. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I've got more important things to focus on, apparently. But uh, but it would just be nice to know the specifics and also like what stores, like yeah, like what stores are gonna be able to do or like have to kind of replace PPTQs. Like not necessarily in the sense that you'll have an event that feeds into another event, but and that sort of like good competitive event, something that awards planes walker points, something that can get players in stores. Because uh-huh. although I, I don't feel like it's necessarily, you know, it, I mean, it, it's something that is is a little bit of an issue. PPTQs have been a bit of an issue in, I mean, the UK at least, because we're a fairly small country and the PPTQs, I mean, there's so many stores that run PPTQs and the fact that you will have multiple stores in one area kind of running them at the same weekend, sometimes even the same day. Yep. has been something that stores and players have complained about for, for quite a while Like, yeah it's been a real problem yeah it, it really I mean if you're running like an event and you know the store in the next city across is also running an event on the same day like that's going to affect your bottom line at the end of the day I mean part of the problem as well is like you think okay so this big store is running, running at P- PPTQ yep. but <clears throat> if I drive for 45 minutes I can go to a PPTQ where about 8 people will turn up yep um and that that system just that just doesn't work. It doesn't feel particularly fair. Yeah, it was it wasn't great, but I think it would be cool to get some sort of like other event that stores can run, like not one that you know you have to attend if you want to grind like GPS or whatever. We if you want to grind like Planeswalker points, but something that gives a, a decent enough Planeswalker point qualifier that a store can run like a winner box and get a decent turnout. Like at least a better turnout than just you know your standard winner box would. Yeah, I mean if they start tying planes or points to arena, I'll have qualified for nationals within twenty four hours. Yeah, that's that's something that would get me playing arena. To be honest, if they if they do do that, if you stick away to be able to grind planes or points on arena, um, no, it's yeah, possible to play any semblance of an actual standard deck on that for. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I'm, st- I'm sticking to about three major complaints per episode. Is that is that reasonable? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, all things considered, I, I think that's fairly reasonable. This has been a vaguely positive episode, so you know. Yeah, just like it was a you know vaguely positive announcement. Vaguely. 
That's I, the most common of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. I, like, I, I wish we had more content to cover this episode. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all they gave us. Like, they gave us, like, some really cool, interesting changes, uh, one strange name change, and then some really vague things which they're going to update us on in the future. So, some point, yeah. maybe, yeah, anybody listening to this, we'll update you in the future <coughs> once we know what's going on with, with PTQs or qualifying events, as they're going to be called going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't find out until you tell me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Like going into recording this podcast, I know nothing. I rely on you. Sure, <coughs> but I think that's pretty much all we have have to cover today. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, let us know how terrible this episode has been. <laughs> oh, that's not true. I haven't been terrible at all. It's been great. That's true. That is true. Well, I've had a great time. So I've had a great time as well, and that's that's, that's the important that's thing, right? Yeah, exactly. If you want to get yeah, give us some feedback about how we're lacking information or you know mispresenting information. Uh, we are only relaying information that we've received from Mrs. That goes back to you. Uh, so you can oh, yeah. direct any complaints to uh, on Twitter at is at magic underscore wizards. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. But in all seriousness, uh, get yeah, get in touch. Like, give us your opinions. Like, do you are you going to miss PPTQs? Like, do you did you play PTQs the first time round? Are you excited they're back? Like, are you looking forward to Magic Fest? Like, are you going to play in the main event of Magic Fests? Like, what do you think of the Pro Tours coming to GPs? Hit us up. We are at HRFDCast on Twitter or Facebook.com slash HRFDCast or just HRFDCast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on my personal Twitter. I'm at PeachGardenOaf. That's O with an F. Or on Facebook, I'm just Joe Loudon. I am, in yeah. fact, the only Joe Loudon in Magic Oh, you have to check. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're the only. Is that the only Joe Loudon on Facebook, or the only Joe? Uh, not the only Joe Loudon on Facebook. There are a couple of us, uh, right, but I'm, yeah, I'm the only Joe Loudon in any of the MTG groups that I'm in. Sweet. Um, yeah. So I'm on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Or you can, um, whenever I'm like in a comment thread on an MTG UK group, you can when you disagree with me, you can just post a uh, picture of uh, actor Sam Neil in Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> that's the kind of content I normally get. Sure. I'll, I'll say something and you'll be like, "Oh, you're in Jurassic Park." <clears throat> no, I wasn't actually, because uh, I was about two when that film came up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on, yeah, and on that note, uh, once again, we are approaching the second hour. The Godfather has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. 